This episode of Freedom Revamped the Podcast was sponsored by Krakatoa Coffee Company. Krakatoa is a Black-owned coffee company that sells a variety of coffee roasts to satisfy every coffee drinker's palate. What you will get are satisfyingly rich, robust, and smooth coffee flavors. Their coffee comes in standard, espresso, whole bean, and single-serve cups. They also sell mugs in case you need something to drink their delicious coffee from. And they offer gift cards in several different denominations. So head on over to KrakatoaCC.com and follow them across the social media at Krakatoa Coffee Company. Hello and welcome back to the Freedom Revamp Podcast. I am your host, Deshaun, and I am so excited to be joined by Kayla. Kayla, say hello to everyone. Hi, everyone. So, Kayla, before we hop into things, I would love for you to kind of just tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Okay. So, um, my name is Kayla. Um, I am from Jackson, Mississippi. I am 24. A couple years ago, graduate of Mississippi State University, um, where I majored in finance. So, I work full-time in the financial services industry. I also just started a platform, um, a blog named after myself, KaylaLexis.com, um, and it's a lifestyle blog uh, platform that I will use to educate, uplift, and inspire young adults like myself who just now into the workforce and kind of just figuring out different problems with life and just figuring out the whole adulting thing and how to navigate. That is so important right now because I'm 26 years old and still trying to figure out adulting, so I know that platform is going to be a blessing to many. (laughs) So as we go ahead and hop into today's episode, our founder and creator, Courtney, talks about this concept of practicing freedom. So before we discuss how you practice freedom, I would love to know how you define freedom. Personally, I define freedom as permission to express myself and just be me. I think there are a lot of instances and times through life uh, that we as people, we are in spaces that we don't necessarily feel like we can be ourselves totally or, you know, just let loose and be, you know, free in all things, you know, how we talk or how we dress or how we look or things like that. So that's that's how I, I see freedom is permission to express myself freely when it comes to everything. Awesome, Kayla. So when you define freedom that way, how do you go about practicing it daily? Um, so basically not caring about what people think when it comes to, like I talked about, being in spaces where, you know, we people, we as people might not be able to express ourselves freely. So you know, I work in a corporate setting. And so, you know, how that is, especially being young, black, female, you know, I might have to watch how I wear my hair or how I dress, you know, and things like that. I don't necessarily agree with that all the time, you know, what those standards are. So I'm free with the way I wear my hair, you know, my style. And, you know, I think that's just my way of, you know, being free, giving myself permission to be free, to express myself, you know, in the ways that I'm able to and that I'm I'm this big. I would agree. Um, I work in leasing, so I'm kind of in an office setting as well. And mm-hmm. oftentimes it's, I'm a 
very eclectic. So I'm really used to patterns and color, like that's how I express mm-hmm. myself. And kind of having to pull some of that back in that work setting because, you know, you want to be professional. So you want to have on your your one colored top and your one colored bottom and everything to kind of conform to the setting. But like also kind of feeling like in a way I can't really fully express who I am. So I, I definitely agree with that. I am so excited to hop into the conversation of self-image. It is 2020 and we are immersed in social media and all these different perceptions and perspectives that are presented to us via media. And I just really want to talk about how that affects us and the way in which we view ourselves. So I'll answer the questions with you so you are not alone because these are some questions that are going to require a little bit of transparency. But the first question is, how do you view yourself? I like to call myself like a creative minimalist. I consider myself as kind of the definition of like less is more. I know I talked about, you know, being expressive when it comes to like clothes and hair, but I also think, you know, I don't do what they say do the most. (laughs) Um, I kind of don't do the most, but just enough that it still speaks volumes or that it still, you know, stands out. Um, And so whether that be, you know, my clothes or my hair when I speak. And I also, I don't try to hide who I am. What you see is what you get. Pretty much, you know, un- until you, you know, get to know me on a deeper level, of course. But, but yeah, that's that's how I view myself. I would agree. I mean, I kind of just gave, um, I jumped into it a little bit when I said that I um, would view myself as eclectic, but I definitely am a creative. Um, I didn't tell you much about who I am, but I'm actually an actress um, outside of my regular profession of being a leasing professional. That's my day job, but my purpose in life is acting. Um, and because of that, I am super creative, I'm super eclectic. Sometimes I I don't do the most, but I do probably come off to people as a lot of energy. I definitely fill a room, very demanding presence because that's what comes with being an actress. We usually are people who don't care too much about what people think. We can't really care too much about what people think because we put ourselves in very vulnerable positions in you know, all the different TV shows or films that we get involved in. I definitely would consider myself overall eccentric is probably the best word. But um, to kind of talk about, since I'm bringing up these words in conjunction with who I am, I would like for each of us to pick three words that we think best describe who we are. Mm, Okay. So I definitely would have to still use the word minimalist. That would definitely be one of them. Go-getter and... A dreamer. I love dreamer. I'm such a dreamer. That's a lost craft. People don't have a sense of imagination anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, or like they don't have a sense. Like I, I don't know how else to describe it. But like I very much am a dreamer. Um, if I had to pick three words to define me. I'm going to say evolving. I feel like I'm never ever the same. I kind of go with the flow. I like to compare myself like with the metaphor of a plant. Like always feeling like. I kind of go with the seasons and like, you know, let my let my branches bend with the wind, tr- just trying my best to kind of conform to what life throws at me. That sometimes can be hard, but that's definitely a word to describe me. Along with evolving, I would say creative. I spend so much time creating in any way that I can. I'm huge on DIY projects. I'm always trying, if I can do it myself, I'm not gonna pay anybody else to do it. <laughs> really big on being creative. 
My last word would be persistent. Um, I think I'm very persistent in my pursuit of things, the way I look at life. You know, anything is possible with guys. So most things, most everything is attainable. But if I had to pick three words, I would definitely say that I'm evolving, creative, and persistent. How do you think others perceive you? So now you have kind of given an idea of how you view yourself, but how do you think others perceive you? Because obviously that's that's two different things. You have a good sense of who you are, but then there's always people who view you and see something different. So how would you say people perceive you? I will. My, the main, the first thing, something I always get, people see me as quiet and observant. <laughs> Any Anytime I, you know, first, meet someone or you know get around new people I like to kind of observe them just to get a feel I like to get a feel of who other people are but people definitely would say that I'm I'm quiet and observant at first but definitely people would say I'm a hard worker and about my business too serious at times is what people some people would call it <laughs> but yeah but anybody that really knows me would, would also say that I like to laugh and have fun, but also a thinker. I'm really deep. I always like to know why. And I always, I just, someone just said this. I, I When I get into conversations, I, I talk, it's like you're watching a movie <laughs> when I'm telling a story, Um, you know, really, really deep um, into conversations. I always want them to know the why and, you know, uncovering different things when, when talking to people. That's awesome. So we kind of, uh, much of what you described is me too. So I'm, I'm definitely, um, if people were to perceive me, they would say that I'm goofy. I get that all the time. Um, people think that I'm super confident, which is something that I've grown into over the years. I mean, it's an ongoing battle to be a woman and to truly be confident, or more specifically, to be a Black woman and to truly be confident. So over the years, I didn't always feel that way. Now there's pretty much nothing you can tell me. <laughs> my ongoing phrase right now is I'm fearfully and wonderfully made so whenever anything or anyone tries to stand in the way of my confidence I'm fearfully and wonderfully made there's absolutely nothing you can say to me (laughs) that there's that then I think that people would also say that um kind of going back to how I said I'm persistent people would tell you that I'm about my business which sometimes makes me come off as bossy or a know-it-all and that's not the case um but I I just really like to know things. So oftentimes I do know things because mm-hmm. um, I spend so much time trying to educate myself. Like if it's something I don't know, I'm going to make the effort to try to figure it out. So oftentimes that makes me come off as a know-it-all, which is to each his own. Um, some people might also call me a pushover. I am an empath, so I'm very much of a sponge. My energy might take up space. Physically, I don't take up too much space. Like, I'm not the type of person to argue. I'm not very combative. So sometimes that makes me come off as a pushover to people. I just like to pick my battles. I don't feel like I have to argue with everyone. Um, so some people are like, oh, Deshaun, you let people get over on you. I just didn't feel like that was worth the fight. That's usually what it is. Um, so I think that's how people perceive me overall. Um, One of the things that I just kind of mentioned was how hard it is to be a Black woman and truly um, establish a sense of self-confidence. So I now want to kind of segue into how do you think Black women are viewed within society? I think there are two spectrums. It's like a spectrum when it comes to how Black people, I mean, how people view Black women in society. 
So on one end of the spectrum, it's, you know, we're loud, we're outspoken, vibrant. We express ourselves like no other. We stand out when it comes to our mind, our body, and our soul. And then on the other end of the spectrum, especially today, we, we're like, we're the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs. We're go-getters. We build empires. We're hard workers. We're bosses and strong and we take care of ourselves and everybody else. So I guess the spectrum on the two different ends, I guess, is, you know, the positive way um, society views us and then somehow the other, the other end of the spectrum could, could be negative. I agree. I think there's definitely two sides to the point, like you mentioned with the spectrum. There is the side of us that is viewed as, you know, strong and well-educated and go-getters and the backbone of most everything. And then more recently, you know, I mean, not even more recently, this is something that's, you know, reared its ugly horns throughout history. The way in which we're viewed based on our physical appearance Black women also sometimes get seen as promiscuous, or there's this idea of Black women being fetishized, where we're often like the the subject of a fetish, or we're over-sexualized, or whatever the case may be, um, which kind of brings me to um, more recent events. Like, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, but their song kind of raised eyebrows because people felt like that was a negative way to depict black women. I don't I don't know necessarily that I agree with that. I think that sex is it's a normal part of life. When we do it as black women, it gets or when we we, we bring it up in music or in movies or whatever the case may be, I think oftentimes we get a negative view, but that might ne- not necessarily be how we were intending it to be viewed. So I guess I kind of want to know what is your opinion on the way in which people view Black women, I think sometimes they miss the complexity of who we are as people. We're still human beings. There's yeah. still reasons behind all the things that we do. But oftentimes, they take this two-dimensional idea of this is what we see when we see a Black woman. I don't agree with some of the views that society has of Black women because it's almost as if I don't know. It's like, it's kind of when it comes to black women, it's almost as if society tries to, you know, really create the narrative more so, you know, it's it's almost like everything we do or we say almost always can be taken the wrong way. And, you know, society takes it and tries to create the narrative of who the black woman really is. And I don't agree. Like when you mentioned about, you know, sexuality and as far as when it comes to, to art and music and you know the Cardi B's and the Megan Thee Stallions and Nicki Minaj you know people like that who some might say you know are over they're over sexualized you know their their platform is is sex they're selling sex but it it is art because I mean because if 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 they weren't black women I almost kind of think that wouldn't be what the narrative is on it. You know, that that wouldn't be what the, the perception is. Oh, well, it's, it's too much. But that's the thing. I feel like a lot of what we do, and when I talked about, you know, how we express ourselves like no other, a lot of what we do, it seems to be too much for people. And, and so, that's so interesting to me, like the idea that Black women could be too much, because just like you said, if it were not a Black woman, 
I don't know that people would raise the eyebrow. You have to look back at like, I'm not, I'm 26. So I grew up like with the music of the late nineties and we're talking about Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera who were very sexualized when they were in their, the early phases of their career. You know, these are women who were wearing like the two piece bathing suits in their music videos and Nobody looked at them or raised a brow, but when Black women um, express themselves in the same way, it's it's looked at negatively. Right, it's it's too much, and it they they almost make it seem like we, because I I look at it as we are just more you know more vibrant and we stand out, but you know they look at it like we we enhance you know, ourselves or we put em- emphasis on, you know, certain like the way that our bodies look compared to other ethnicities or, you know, our hair or whatever, or the way that we speak or, you know, all of it. It's like they, they make it like we, we, we're doing it, but this is how we, how, who we are. <laughs> and, you know, and if it's too, if it's too much to some people, then that's, that's their prerogative. Like I said, I, I think a lot of society tries to recreate our narrative and you know who the black woman is what the black woman is and it's it's turned into like this generalized perception and we've all come to know it because we we can say it when you ask the question you're like oh what you think people think about black women and we all say the same things because you know that's that's the the pushback that we get from every day from different people i agree but to segue into the next question Um, how do you think that that affects how we view ourselves? Because you mentioned earlier in the conversation about how you working in a corporate setting sometimes makes you feel like there are things that you cannot do or cannot, ways in which you can or cannot wear your hair or dress. Do you think that that being a subtle, you know, a subtle policing of yourself, but even in the grander scheme, do you think that there are things that people have said about Black women or just women in general that have an effect on how you view yourself. Yeah, most definitely. Cause going going back on that about, you know, working in the corporate setting and, you know, about the how the black woman expresses herself, we tend to tone ourselves down or if we feel the need to tone ourselves down. And like you said, you called it a subtle policing of yourself. That's exactly what it is. You know, and and almost makes you view yourself on a negative sense. Because if you hear it enough times or someone tells you enough times, you need to pull your hair back. If you, if you wear a fro, you're natural. You know, they, oh, you need to pull your hair back for, you know, interview. <laughs> or, you know, you you don't need to have blonde hair. You need to have natural tone hair. You know, and, and when you're a woman who doesn't see anything wrong with it, that's how you express yourself. It makes you start, you, the more times you hear, you think about it and you're like, oh, well, Maybe I do need to tone myself down. You know, maybe maybe I do need to wear shorter inches. Or maybe I do need to pull my natural hair back when I go to the interview. Maybe I don't need to put too much thought into my outfit. Maybe I need to look more plain when I go to work around, you know, these type of people. And so, it, you know, it makes you kind of second guess who you really are. Because, like I said, freedom to me is just permission to express myself on the day-to-day. And so if I'm not able to do that, it kind of cramps my my style and my self esteem and you know who who I am in a sense. Even when it comes to you know, the way that we speak or the things that we speak about as women and black women, we 
we feel like we can't say certain things. We can't speak up about certain things in certain settings. And so, you know, like I said, it's, it's just it's second guessing yourself um, in a way. And I think that part of how society views us is what makes us view ourselves negatively in a sense. But then on the other side of the spectrum about when people think that we are go-getters and we're bosses, those are the things that inspire us and make us think positive of ourselves. And that's what I think makes us be inspired by other Black women who assume those roles as a boss or go-getter, CEO or whatever. I'm a hard worker. And so on that end of things, I think those are the things that kind of helps how we view ourselves versus the other side of things. I would agree. I definitely think that for me personally in the field that I work in, because I am an actress and so often our physical appearance is the first impression we make. Mm -hmm. So actors first get seen with the headshot and that's how they decide whether or not they want to see you audition most times. So with that being said, I'm a woman who maybe 85% of the time is going to have my hair in its natural state. I'm going to be wearing my natural hair. I don't often wear wigs, but I'm not a huge, like, I'm not somebody who's going to be against them. I love wigs. I call them my helmets. I like putting them on when I want to. They're good protective styles, you know. So because I like to express myself that way, I also have to be mindful of how that, how that means, like, how does that help me to stack up against my essentially competition in the industry? So being a black woman who wears her hair naturally versus being a black woman who wears her hair straight or being a black woman who wears weave, we're viewed two different ways. When you look at the media, you're going to see a lot of fair skinned women with loose curls as opposed to a fair skinned woman like myself with 4C hair. So for a minute, that kind of made me look at myself different. Like, am I going to be able to be successful in this career if I don't go and get a straight wig and get headshots in that? Like, are people going to even want to see me with my natural hair headshots? So then second-guessing myself and my self-image for my career, and that's not something that I wanted to do. I think the second that I stepped out of that is when I started to see more success within my career. All of my headshots are with my natural hair. I don't have any headshots with my wigs, and I've still been getting auditions, still been in some amazing positions and seen some awesome opportunities with my natural hair, which was affirming. It made me feel like, okay, I can be myself in this industry and be appreciated, which was something that was exciting for me. So I guess kind of hearing you talk about your experiences in the corporate setting, I want to know, do you feel as if sometimes your career is a hindrance to your self-image? When it comes to the way I express myself and through my image is how I how I really do that. So so yeah, but I think it also it also kind of brings out a certain side of me that is you know clean more clean cut you know more professional you know about the business type of you know person or personality that is within me, but when it comes to self-expression and like I said I do that with my image yeah because like I like I, I use the phrase uh kind of cramping my style <laughs> um so yeah I think my career does cramp my style sometimes because sometimes in that space I 
can't totally express myself. And so that makes me, you know, distant in that space as well. You know, not really, you know, just go to work, do what I have to do, do the job and be good at it. But I don't do a whole lot of, you know, socializing at work because of that, because I feel like I'm not really free in that space to really be myself completely. And so, you know, it's hard to make connections with people when, you know, you're almost putting up a facade because those connections will only last so long. You know, your best connect, the best connections that you make with people are when it's a relationship or a connection or something where the two people are totally being free to be themselves. So, um, so yeah, so in that way, when it comes to my self-expression, I do think it hinders my self-image. It's interesting that you say that. So, Overall, what are some ways that you go about combating any any negative forces that might impinge upon your self-image? Forces such as like social media and the media in general, like when you get on there and you're seeing women who may or may not look like you, um, how are you putting on some sort of an armor to make sure that those things don't affect how you feel about yourself? I'm really big on affirmation. Because I, I see affirmations as kind of a way of talking to myself. And so I try to I try to do that often and tell myself, I even, I made an Instagram post recently that was, you know, related to affirmations. I try to tell myself, really look in the mirror and tell myself what I see versus what other people see or what people, my friends, family or what whoever might say or what social media says, um, because sometimes, you know, you scroll social media, and like you said, women, they don't look like you, or you see things that you, you know, you might relate to, but people are talking about it so negatively, and so I try to really just talk to myself, have conversations with myself often about what I see, look in the mirror and tell yourself, what do you see, and what do you, you know, want to be, what do you want to see, you know, if you're don't see that now. What do you want to see? And so the more you tell yourself those things, the more I tell myself those things, the more I will come to believe them. So that's kind of me, you know, building the armor, like you said, against what anybody else might think, against what, you know, I might see. And then, you know, that make me feel a certain way about myself because I I might feel like I don't measure up or whatever. So that's that's been the biggest thing for me lately affirmations and kind of just talking to myself and telling myself what I see because I think it's important for people when it comes to self-image to really pay more attention about what you see or what you believe yourself to be or to look like because that's what's most important what other people think or see really doesn't make a difference because what you think and what you see the more you believe it you'll project it Definitely. I think for me, and this kind of goes back to how Black women are viewed within society, but um, there's this idea that Black women are very womanly, like in our in our stature. Like we are typically women who have larger breasts and bigger buttocks or whatever the case may be. And I think that that for a long time used to, you know, hinder my self-image. So like now that social media is so prevalent, And there's all these images of, you know, these women who have these perfect bodies, quote unquote, perfect bodies, or you go to go shopping online and they have all these models who have these quote unquote, perfect bodies. Um, Sometimes that can 
infringe upon my self-image a little bit, but the way in which I've built up my armor is going back to, like I said earlier in our conversation, I always remind myself that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. So God made me this way for a reason. And I might joke around and say like, God knew not to give me too much because he knew I would be out of control or whatever the case may be. Like I joke around with myself with things like that, but I really truly am content with who I am. It took a long time to get here, but at 26 years old, I can say that there's really I'm really content with who I am. There's not much that I want to change about myself that I don't have control over. And that's a sense of contentment for me. And I'm really excited about it because that confidence kind of makes me feel like an unstoppable force when it comes to anything else. So feeling good about your self-image, you know, physically is one thing, but feeling good about your self-image mentally, physically, and emotionally, and all those things together is what really makes you a force. So before we, you know, wrap up our conversation, I just really quickly want to ask you a little bit about how you think that women can work to generate a positive self-image. Like, what are some things that you have done to help you generate a positive self-image? Like, for me, um, my positive self-image came from self-reflection. So spending time reflecting on who I am and who I want to be and relinquishing control of things that I don't have control over And then, you know, really taking on control of the things that I do have control over. Like I have control over my health and my mindset. And if I can work out to help my physical health, you know, those are things that I'm doing to take control. But what are some things that you think women can do to ensure that they're developing a positive self-image? I think that's really mental health is really important. Taking care of my mental health more lately in the last year or so has helped me generate you know a more positive self-image about myself you know how I view myself um and journaling that's something that I do on the regular if you're not good mentally the physical and the emotional and all of that will just all come tumbling down as well but another thing that I think women should do to generate positive self-image is really unlock your talents and spend time accessing those things and trying to find those things finding what your purpose is what you're good at that's something that I've also done lately because that's that's how the blog came about me unlocking what I was good at what my talents are and what God put me here to do and I think that is making for a positive self-image because now social media isn't just about looking good anymore for me it's about how can I connect with these people how can I help them how can I you know network and make positive connections and people because I think in that way that creates a positive self-image you think good about yourself because you're putting out something good into the world because you know you know what your purpose is and you're doing that it's not just when you find what your purpose is you're not just doing it for you. You're doing it for other people, too. And so that um, is something that's really important that I've done. Unlock your talents. Try to find what you're good at. Don't just do things because somebody else is doing it or, you know, somebody told you you should do this. But if it's something that you're truly good at, I think it'll build, it'll build a lot of confidence and a sense of worth. And you'll feel like you're actually doing something meaningful. Overall, I think that's what you know, positive self-image is? I would agree. I think my token would be self-reflection. 
I think it's very important to self-reflect because that, like you said, that's how you figure out and learn and tap into those things. And that also comes to, depending on the listener's belief, how close you are in tune with your relationship with God. I think that the, the more I delved into my relationship with God, the more confident I was because there's this idea of knowing who you are and knowing whose you are. And there's so much strength in that. So once you've established, okay, I know who I am. Like that's something I mentioned earlier in our conversation. I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know that I am capable of most anything I try. That's a sense of confidence that I would not have been able to establish on my own because I don't have that strength by myself. I have that strength through God. So my relationship with him is what kind of helped also to bring me toward this unapologetic behavior, but also very transparent behavior in the way in which I present myself to others and and to the world. Social media is big right now. So being on social media, I'm the type of person who's very transparent on my social media outlets. I don't have a problem with telling people, maybe not all of what I've got going on, but enough so that they can know that they're not alone. I think so oftentimes we try to make everything look so good. That's not realistic. So other people are looking at us like, so you don't have anything going on? So something must be wrong with me because, you know, I'm dealing with this or I'm dealing with X, Y, Z. But, you know, when you're transparent and showing people that you actually did have something that you were struggling with and they might be struggling with that too, they feel better knowing that, oh, I'm not alone in my struggle. Somebody else is struggling. And ultimately, you know, that that's a part of growth. So in closing, what is one thing you would like to leave the listeners with like an because you mentioned affirmations so um is there an affirmation that you would like to share with the listeners yes and it's one that i told myself just was it yesterday i think it was yesterday the lifestyle you desire is already yours oh that's a good one that is a (laughs) That's a good one because I think too often people think that like it's a destination, like I have to get there, I have to get there, I have to get there. And that's not necessarily the case. It's more of a journey. So like you're in it, you're already in it. Mm -hmm. I think what I would like to leave the listeners with is where you are right now is not where you will always be. It's one of my daily mantras because I think sometimes when we get stuck in the valleys of life, we forget that there's peaks. So we're like, oh, I'm down here right now. Woe is me. But we were just on a mountaintop the week before. So like never forgetting that today is not the end of the world. Like, um, although tomorrow is not promised, tomorrow is a new start. So always remembering that where you are right now is not where you'll always be. So in closing, Kayla, this has truly been a wonderful conversation with you about self-image. And I appreciate you being very transparent and sharing with the listeners who you are and how you view yourself and how you believe others view yourself. That's um, that's amazing that you were able to do that. So thank you so much for that. No problem. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I love what Freedom Revamp is doing. I love what the, the platform is about and what it means. And I think it's really important. So y'all keep it up. We will, we will. Um, so Kayla, in closing, if you could just share with everyone how they can find you. Um, you mentioned your blog, so share with them information on your blog. We'll have all of that in the description box for you all. Um, but just so that you can share with them what it is you have going on and what you have coming up. 
yeah so the blog like i mentioned earlier it's named after me so the um domain is www.kaylaalexis.com um and that is where you would find all of my blog posts um more information about me my social media handles are linked um on that website you'll find um how to get me on instagram twitter um and what I have coming up, the the blog just launched um, August eighth, just almost a couple of weeks ago. Um, awesome. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you, thank you. So it's it's done really well since then, and I'm so grateful for all the support, um, you know, from my now already followers and friends and people, you know, who have known me. And so, so yeah, so upcoming right now, I have, you know, I'm really putting emphasis on my pillars and what it is that the platform is about, what the brand is about. And so upcoming, more posts to come, more conversations to come. Um, and I'm interacting more on social media. That's something that I've lacked, but now I'm, I'm trying to do better at that. So get, get hit the website. Follow me on Instagram and interact with me. I love talking to new people. Lifestyle, health, and beauty are my main pillars. And anything and everything under the sun you can think of that falls under those topics is what I'll be discussing um, on the blog. So, so yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Kayla. We are signing off. And as always, remember to practice freedom. Good night, guys. <laughs>